if you ever choose a life in the arts, just know that if you go into it, you eat what you kill. So if you're going <laughs> to sit back and do nothing, you're going to die. If you got to get out there and you got to hustle, you got to create, you got to work, you got to take gigs, you got to you got to constantly be developing and working. And then things start to happen. But if you just sit back and wait for it, nothing's going to happen. Welcome to Ballers with Babies. I'm Mark Willard. Today we know so much about what athletes and sports personalities do, but not so much about who they are, what makes them tick. What's life like the moment the stadiums and TV cameras go dark? Most go home to their families. We want to know what that after-hours experience is like. Ballers with Babies explores their upbringing, their home life, how it's affected by their high-profile job, and how that high-profile job is affected by the home life. On Ballers with Babies, we talk to some of the most interesting names in sports and find out how they're even more interesting than we realized. And don't worry, diehard fan, we'll get to the important sports questions as well. This is your favorite people like you've never heard them before. I hope you enjoy. All right, Ballers with Babies, let's get the great Rob Riggle in here. You know him for his long list of movie and TV titles, the NFL on Fox. Of course, I know him for making birdies on digital golf shows back in the day. I <laughs> I had such a great time with you out on the golf course a few years back. That was uh, that was really fun. How's your game? Uh, I had a blast as well, thank you. And uh, the game is... Eh, <laughs> it's, hub- it's, it's hovering around... It's somewhere between... I probably call myself an eleven handicap right now. Okay, okay. So it's not it's not tragic, but I'm not making any progress. I well, I yeah, progress is not easy. I, listen, it's not easy to make. I'm struggling. I got three kids now, and it's yeah. very hard to find the time to get out. Swing is pretty good, but it's usually on ice. I mean, how how often? I know how busy you are, and you got the two kids. How often are you getting out? I'm not. That's just it. It's feast or famine. Like between work and family, there's very little time. So the family's not going away. So it's when the work <laughs> slows down that I, I slowly get out there and squeeze in more rounds. But I'll, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll play four or five times in a month, and then I won't play for two months straight. So that's why I can't get any consistency going. So let's hear a little bit about the family that's at home. And by the way, that's a that's a good thing that they're not going away. Um, yeah. So uh, so two kids, the ages, the names. What do we got going on here? Uh, we've got my, my girl is 14. She just started her freshman year. My boy is 10. He just started his, uh, fifth grade year. Um, and they're both very happy. Uh, uh, daughter's into theater. Um, she's very talented. Uh, she's got the acting bug and she's, she's done very well for herself. I gotta say she's getting parts and uh, school plays and she's gotten some TV work. And so she's done, she's done well. And my boy, he actually loves golf which is kind of fun. Um, and, uh, cause that's, you know, it's a good excuse for dad to go hit the driving range, take the boy out there <laughs> yeah. and, uh, selfishly, uh, but he enjoys it. So that's a good thing. And he's quite the baseball player. So, uh, they, uh, they're, they're happy and uh, well adjusted. I think, I, I think you told me out there when we were out there that, uh, that you love to play sports with the kids because not only, as you said, selfishly, you get to go play and it's fun, but that's also when you can start, uh, start, you know, getting info from them on, uh, on what's going on. So, uh, what are, what are some of, uh, Rob Riggle's other parenting tricks? Uh, you know, honestly, that I kind of isolation is a good thing. Anytime you can isolate the kids without electronics, you force them into a world of engagement, <laughs> yeah. which, they, which they don't normally do. Cause they, they have one foot in the door, one foot out the door. As far as like, if they have their phone on them, 
they, they can't help themselves. Their face is planted in the phone. And that same is for adults. You know, I'm not picking on kids. Uh, so if you can get the phones away from them, that helps. And if you can get the boy off the couch for five minutes for uh, get away from Fortnite, uh, you know, it's considered a big victory. But we do, we, we have to, because the electronics are such a big part of their life, um, and I don't want to deny them that because that's, they're growing up in a different world than we did technology-wise. So we just have to budget it. You, you, have to be, you have to be structured and a little disciplined about how you ration out their, their game time and their electronic time. I, I tell you what, I don't know where that whole thing's going, but you're so right. It is the ultimate uh, do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do thing. Uh, for for yeah. for parents because we're con- get off the screens get off the screens and then they look at us and what are we doing the whole time right I, I, absolutely I, yeah how do we handle that I don't I don't know what the what the right answer is there well you know it, again I think you got to you've got to set up a plan if you don't have a plan uh, you're just going to be flailing you're going to be inconsistent so you just kind of have to have a plan and have everybody agree to it like everybody understands the rules so like my family when we have dinner. Um, phones down you know there's you can't we're not getting on the phones uh because nothing's going to happen in that 30 minutes it's going to be earth shattering uh or that requires you know um requires you leaving dinner or not being able to concentrate and engage with one another so uh during meals we put the phones down if we're doing a group activity uh you know going to see a movie or going going to a ball game or something now the ball game, I, I cut a little flag, especially if it's a baseball game. Those things are long. I don't mind. If, I don't. I don't mind if we all check the phones every now and then. But um, it's when we're together, we try to be together. I talk to a lot of athletes who travel. Their job changes cities often. We know how tough that can be on a family. But when they go on a road trip, Rob, you know they usually come home in a couple days, a uh, week and a half at the most. When, when you go on a road trip, I got to think that it's sometimes it's for weeks, maybe even even months. And the athlete's job ends when they turn 35 or 40. Yours could go on forever. So how do you balance that with, with work and family? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a constant struggle. Because uh, like you said, you know, uh, they don't make movies uh, in L.A. anymore. It's very rare. You know, they, they're making movies. It's in Vancouver or Atlanta because uh, that's where the massive tax breaks are, I guess. So. So, yeah, like I think I spent four and a half months in Atlanta last year. And, you know, that's hard. It's hard. So, um, yeah, and, and oddly enough, the one thing that we try to budget, electronics, is the one thing I lean on because uh, FaceTime uh, is, is invaluable. Uh, talking on the phone or sending a text is fine uh, for, you know, letting someone know you're thinking about them. But when you get them on FaceTime and you can see each other's faces and you – you can see them getting ready with their nighttime routine of brushing their teeth and getting ready for bed or, you know, whatever the, the thing is, FaceTime is invaluable for long extended road trips. So again, it's that time you, you set up, you budget time, you have to be disciplined, but you budget time to, to connect. What happens is I, I what I think is people stop connecting. Um, they just get lazy, sloppy, or they get busy or preoccupied or caught up in the hustle bustle. And they, it's real easy to do. Everybody does it. You just lose focus. And uh, it's important to try not to lose focus on the priorities. That's all. Let's go back to when you first started to connect, uh, kind of connect with, with sports as, as a fan and even as a participant. How old were you when you moved to Kansas? 
I was two years old. Two. So I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember anything prior to that. Okay. But, so I mean, yeah. yeah, your whole childhood is there. I mean, you you've got no choice but to be a sports fan in in that neck of the woods. I would think. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm I'm Chiefs fan through and through. I'm a Royals fan through and through. And and then I graduated from uh, the University of Kansas, so I'm a Jayhawk through and through. So yeah, those are that's my core uh, sports teams. Now I live in Los Angeles. Um, and my kids live here, and they're growing up here. They don't have a choice. They're Chiefs, Royals, and uh, <laughs> Jayhawks fans, whether they like it or not. But I am allowing them to embrace the Dodgers and the Rams uh, because they're in the NFC, uh, Rams are, so it's not really a problem for the Chiefs unless we meet in a game, and then everybody knows we're wearing red. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, baseball-wise, uh, the Dodgers are in the National League and the Royals are in the American League. So, again, I don't see a problem, um, provided they don't meet each other uh, in the World Series. Uh, I think this is really smart, except for one issue here, which is that uh, the latest I saw – the Rams and the Chiefs are now the two favorites in each of their conferences to meet in the Super Bowl. So you're going to have the kids like follow the Rams all the way to the end, and then at the end make them wear a Chiefs jersey. No, they'll be wearing Chiefs jerseys all season. Okay. Um, <laughs> but what I what I allow them to do is, if I were to somehow score some tickets to a Rams game, or they were to go with some friends, I they would have my blessing to go to that Rams game. But uh, the Rams are actually playing the Chiefs on November 18th. I think it's Monday Night Football. So, uh, or November 19th, I forget, whatever it is. But, um, uh, yes, we will will probably be at the game, and we will be in red, and we will be very loud and proud. You know, I've I've got the same thing I think a lot of sports fans in Southern California do, where I I grew up somewhere else. I'm a fan of a lot of the Bay Area teams. And I I, I have guilt, Rob, because I've got an 11-year-old son who – even though he's experienced a bunch of championships, he's 49ers, Giants, Warriors, diehard, uh, but but he's growing up in Southern California, and so therefore the teams are far away, and and uh, he's you know rooting for the rivals of of all of his buddies. Like like, do you have any guilt there? No guilt at all. Okay, none whatsoever. <laughs> but I, I mean, I am giving the I am I am allowing them to enjoy their the LA teams. And I never had an NBA team. So, you know, Clippers, Lakers, knock yourselves out, whatever you guys want. Same thing with the Kings. We're all about that. Um, so that, you know, they could, that could be their own. But when it comes to uh, football and baseball, they don't have much of a choice. Because I, I, we go to Royal Spring Training every year. And the kids have kind of grown up. They kind of, you know, again, they didn't have a choice. And, and I don't, but again, I don't feel guilty about it. I think, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm experiencing it too. Uh, hey, is it true that you recorded something uh, that's used in Seattle that helps fire up the crowd during Seahawks games? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a while ago. It was probably around 2010. Um, or Yeah, 2010, I want to say. Um, Coach Carroll uh, had just started up there, um, and uh, he I knew him from here, here in Los Angeles. I had done some charity stuff with him. And we got to know each other. And so he asked me to come up and kind of entertain the, the team uh, at their OTAs, uh, which I did and, and had a blast. And, uh, you know, they let me go out on the field and run drills with the team and do all kinds of fun stuff. And we had a blast. Um, and then I went up and did something for their Christmas party. I mean, the coach was so welcoming uh, to me and uh, my family. So we enjoyed it. Um, and then while I was on the field one day, you know, somebody came up with the camera and was like, you know, 
will you tape this thing and fire everybody up? And I was like, sure. And then I guess they, uh, I guess they run it every now and then. Yeah. I, so like if the chiefs are in the building, I mean, there's Rob Riggle up on the screen, like screaming to, to, to fire it up. It, it, something about that doesn't necessarily feel right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And uh, it was one of those things that I was a guest. I was asked to do a favor. So I did uh, not truly understanding the potential ramifications. Uh, I thought it would be something they'd run once or twice. Uh, and maybe, you know, we're talking about this is eight years ago. Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't think it plays anymore. I, I think they've moved on to bigger and better celebrities. I'm always fascinated by uh, your history, the idea that you're a really funny dude who was also in a super serious gig back in the day uh, with your time in the in the Marines. And I wonder, is is the guy around the house somewhere in the middle? Like, does the family get funny Rob or Marine Rob? They get funny Rob. Um, and and I, I had, there, there were moments of Marine Rob that came out uh, and I realized that's probably not the best tactic. <laughs> um, and and like any good any good leader or, or military man will will tell you, um, you know, you make a plan, you execute the plan, and then you adjust the plan. <laughs> so I would uh, I would uh, I made a plan, I executed it, and then I adjusted it very quickly when I realized I wasn't getting the results I wanted uh, with uh, being a big intimidating guy. So I was like. I'm going to I'm going to take my foot way off the gas <laughs> and uh, try the gentle approach and the laughter approach and that I have found works so much better. Okay, quick break to talk about our sponsor Green Solar Technologies. You know summer's here, and that's good. Your electricity bill during the summer, that's not good. I wonder if you've thought about how high that is going to be. It is crazy. Uh, I'm a homeowner and a sportscaster. I always want to be on the right team, but the question is who is the right team? Solar or the utility company. And I had heard a lot about solar and always thought, this is not going to be affordable. I got three kids at home. Heck, nothing's affordable, right? Well, it turns out solar is actually more affordable than it's ever been. And I found Green Solar Technologies, who installs only high-quality, American-made Solar World panels as a Solar World Platinum installer. The amount you pay for your solar will remain the same for, say, X number of months until you pay off your loan. But if you stick with the utility company, that electricity bill goes up, up, and up. Green Solar Technologies has made going solar an easy, game-changing move. Call my guys over there, Green Solar, today at 844-660-9033 to find out if solar makes sense for you. And I bet it will. Call 844-660-9033. That's 844-660-9033. Continuing with Rob Riggle on Ballers with Babies. All right, let's get the full update on everything that you're working on right now because I'm trying to sift through it, and there's a lot. So what's out right now? What's coming out? Let's hear it. Oh, gosh. Um, What is out right now? What's out right now is uh, Rob Riggle's Ski Master Academy. It's an eight-episode TV show on Sony Crackle, which is a digital uh, network like Hulu or Netflix. Uh, it's an original series uh, on Sony Crackle. It's free, unlike Hulu and Netflix, that you got to pay for a subscription. Uh, Sony Crackle is totally free. So all you got to do, if you have a smart TV, the icon's on there, or you can, if you have a phone, you can download the app. But go to SonyCrackle.com, uh, download the the app, and then you can watch the shows for free. Eight episodes. It is the most ridiculous, hilarious comedy. <laughs> You'll ever see. Uh, Brian Erlacher, my good friend, uh, Hall of Famer now, Brian Erlacher, is in it as well. 
Uh, he plays a really funny role, and I think people get a kick out of seeing what he does. Uh, but it has a great cast uh, and a lot of amazing guest stars. Explosions and death and comedy, it's all there. <laughs> and uh, and then this week, I have uh, Night School coming out on Friday with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. Um, hits theaters September 28th. And uh, I think it's very funny. I was just at the premiere on Monday, and the crowd was I, really enjoying it. I and uh, so I was really encouraged by that, and um, I'm excited for people to see it. Um, and uh, I've got I've got irons in the fire. I've, I shot a pilot for Fox. I'm waiting to hear back if that's going to happen. I'm shooting uh, right now. As a matter of fact, as I talk to you, I'm shooting Riggles picks uh, for Fox NFL this Sunday. Yes. Um, and. Uh, uh, just kind of, you know, trying to, uh, trying to keep the paychecks coming. <laughs> it's amazing, right? I like, like anyone who is in the world of, of, of creative content, I mean, to have achieved what you've achieved yet, you're still, you know, waiting on calls back and waiting on emails and wait. I mean, that never ends. Does it never ends? It never ends. Even A-listers are out there fighting. They're fighting a different battle. <laughs> right. They're fighting for great scripts. Um, but everybody has to hustle. Uh, if you if you ever choose a life in the arts, just know that if you go into it, you eat what you kill. So if you're going <laughs> to sit back and do nothing, you're going to die. If you got to get out there and you got to hustle, you got to create, you got to work, you got to take gigs, you got to you got to constantly be developing and working, and then things start to happen. But if you just sit back and wait for it, and nothing's going to happen. What, what was childhood like for you? Were your parents theatrical at all? Not in the least. Well, oh. my mom was very creative. Uh, my dad's creative too. My, both my parents are very funny uh, in their own right. They're, they're different kinds of funny, but they're funny. Great storytellers, uh, you know, great mannerisms. Um, and my mom's a very creative. Uh, she's great with words. Um, uh, well, she should be. She was an English teacher, so right. she was very good. Um, <laughs> That works out. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, they never were on stage, though. They were never performers, per se. But they always uh, had great personalities and, and great sense of humor. I mean, you mentioned growing up there, and then now your kids are, are in Los Angeles. How does your childhood differ from that of your kids? Um, I, you know, uh, I don't know. but I think maybe they have a few more advantages, uh, maybe, as far as uh, opportunities. You know, they, they go to, I, I went to a great school. Like my, my parents did totally right by me. You know, they, they gave me a great upbringing, uh, instilled a really solid foundation, I think. Uh, good manners, I think. Um, and I'm trying to do that for my kids. Um, they lived though, you know, we used to get on our bikes and go. And we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have pagers. There was no way to know where we were. We just got on our bikes and went. And I think we lived in ignorant bliss. Uh, because we just weren't, you know, there wasn't a 24-hour news cycle. You just didn't know about the dangers out there. Now we all know too much, and so we're all in lockdown, and now you have to have play dates, and everything has to be, you can't just turn your kids loose. Right. And they're also, but you know, and, they're, and they're connected now to everybody and everything, whether it's their phones, their their Playstations, their iPads, their computers, whatever, and that was just a world we didn't we didn't grow up in. You know how it is in LA. Like everybody here thinks Kansas is seven worlds away and thirty years ago. And so I, I wonder from your perspective, how different is it and how have you found it so easy to navigate such different surroundings? 
Um, you know, I, that was always the thing that always kind of stuck in my craw was you'd always hear the left and the right coast talking about, oh, boy, Kansas, you know, or anywhere in the Midwest okay. they used to just make jokes about. We we were we were so up to speed. We knew what was going. We, there's no difference. We're in the same country. It's, it blew my mind. And there's and what I found was because I've lived I lived in New York for ten years. I've lived out here for ten years. Um, every section of the country is its own bubble. You know, it's its own echo chamber. So if you if you live in New York, you get a New York mentality. And a mindset, um, and same thing with LA, same thing with Kansas City, same thing with anywhere you go, you can find yourself in an echo chamber uh, full of people who are saying the same things and doing the same things. So it's good to get out and about and hear a bunch of different perspectives and hear a bunch of different attitudes. And I think you learn a lot and grow a lot. But yeah, everybody's got their bubble, whether it's the Midwest or whether it's the left coast, it doesn't matter. So are you breaking the news right now that the world does not revolve around LA? <laughs> it's a hot scoop put it out there <laughs> i am i'm gonna tweet it as soon as we're done um by the way speaking of which social media um how will you or do you i should say do you your kids are 10 and 14 i'm sure they're uh they're either on this or attempting to be on this how how do you help them with that what do you tell them about it well you know uh we we monitor it uh my boy is not on it my daughter's a uh, teenager in high school, so there's not much I can do to stop her on that. Uh, but we do talk to them, and we warn them about the dangers that are out there, and uh, we talk to her about the responsibility of, you know, posting and, and the ramifications. And, and, you know, I think some of it sticks and some of it goes in one ear and out the other, but, you know, because they're going to follow what their friends do for the most part. But we just try to give them as much guidance and wisdom as possible, and, and we always let them know that they can come talk to us about anything. So, if they're confused about something or unsure about something, you know, they, they trust us enough, I hope, that they come talk to us. All right, a few stupid dad questions here, if I may. Um, as, as a dad, I kind of always feel like uh, most of us have uh, just one pitch with our kids. We're kind of goofy. We like to tickle them, give Zerberts and things like this. And I know that uh, our kids, certainly yours, have grown out of that, that phase. But, you know, back in the day, say it's getting close to bedtime, I always end up riling my kids up because it, it's the only pitch that I have. And, and, and it, it's got to be worse for you. You even said you gave your kids funny Rob. Like, how many dad pitches do you have? Oh, I, I, I think I've got a, I got a couple, but I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> my wife would give me the biggest stink eye back in the day when they were little, you know, when they fought nighttime. They fought it. We did it every night, and yeah. they, it was something new to them every night. It seemed like, <laughs> and we would try to put in bed. And of course, you know, I would go in, and and we had a routine, right? We had the routine, uh, the bedtime routine, which kind of let them know, mentally prepare them that they're about to shut down. And I would come in and start chasing them, or tickling them, or causing something to get them all spun up. And then they start jumping around, and, and it would be it would be bedlam. And my wife would just stare at me. Like I just spent the last 30 minutes calming them down and you got them all worked up again. And then she would say, well, now they're yours. And then she would go downstairs and I would, have, then I would have to try to get them to calm down and, and go to bed. So I learned my lesson too. Uh, do, do your kids roll your eyes at dad humor the same way every, everybody else's kids do at them? No, I actually, I think my kids, I think I keep them laughing in a good way. So they, 
Um, and when I when I do like dad humor, I do it in such a sarcastic, obnoxious way that it even they 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 know how to play a bit. Actually, okay. Like my daughter's my daughter's pretty savvy, um, so I'll say something and, and she jumps right in with uh, just like I would do with my comedy buddies at the UCV, you know. Um, so. They're pretty. They're pretty comedically savvy. I got to give them credit. I mean, do they get up early on a Sunday morning and turn on the NFL on Fox and watch Riggle's picks and and genuinely laugh? Or, or I mean, what's the reaction there? Um, they used to, uh, to um, as far as getting up because they're like they're sleeping <laughs> in. Especially my teenage daughter, she's like she's in bed till noon. It's ridiculous. Um, but uh, they definitely do like to see them, and they get a kick out of the ridiculous costumes and. Uh, and the stupid accents and all the all the different stuff we do. So, and they've even they've even been in a couple wriggles picks. That's so. right. That's right. No, I remember that now. Um, okay, I know it's still a long ways away, but what do you want them to get you for your fiftieth birthday? Mm, well, my fiftieth, you know, that's that's oh god, that's so far away. So <laughs> I'm not worried about it. But since you asked, um, um, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. You know, honestly, and this probably sounds sappy, but I don't care. I I'd, I think a family trip would be fun, you know, because I think the experience would be, I've got everything I think I need. I don't, I don't want for much. So I think, um, you know, going whitewater rafting or taking a fly fishing trip or, you know, something like that, something that they wouldn't normally do, but I would love to do. And then they come with me. I think that would be awesome. Did, did you guys go on a lot of family trips when they were little? Like, what, what, what was the, what was the best one you ever did? Oh yeah, we do. We, and we take trips down my, my parents have a lake house in, in Missouri and we go down there every summer and we go back to Kansas city a lot. So we take a lot of family trips. Uh, we went skiing one time up at Squaw Valley, just the four of us. And it was really, it was the first time they went skiing and uh, it, it was just a really cool time. It was a, a, a very enjoyable to get about on the slopes and watch them learn how to ski and try to teach them a little bit. And it was cool. By the way, are you a guy that's that's bothered by the idea of you know turning fifty? Were you bothered when you turned forty? What, what what's what what are the emotions at that time? No, I'm not nearly as bothered about turning uh, you know big numbers uh, anymore because I've, I, I'm much more comfortable in my own skin now, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm happy. So I, you know I'm not I'm not sweating that stuff too much anymore. Uh, it's not so much me; it's the town I work in. Uh, these people have a fit uh, about numbers like that. And so that's the only thing that bothers me is everybody else's reaction to it. I could care less. All right, home stretch. let's stick to sports with the great Rob Riggle. I'm going to put you on the spot here, although I think I know your answer, but I want to talk it out with you. Pat Mahomes or Alex Smith? Pat Mahomes. Um, and I, don't get me wrong. I love Alex Smith. I, I know him. I, you know, spent some time with him, talked to him. He's a great dude a quality quarterback. He never did anything wrong in Kansas city. He gave us winning seasons. He gave us division titles. I have mad respect for Alex Smith. Having said that, um, Patrick Mahomes is the future. Uh, and that's just, it's the cold side of, uh, sports and entertainment. And he is, uh, I'm, I'm excited for him. And I'm excited for the Patrick Mahomes era. It's going to be fun. He looks amazing. You know, it's been four or five games though, that, uh, that, that he's played. And so, you know, I, I just, sometimes I just feel like, Oh, we've fallen into this trap before, you know, about yes. hyping up the next big thing. Totally. Totally. And, and that's why, um, 
but look, I, what choice do I have? Right. And, 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 you know, he's the he's the quarterback for the Chiefs, which means he's my quarterback, which means I love him unconditionally. So I'm all about him, every which way but loose. So yeah, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, but again, uh, you know. I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm down with the whole plan. Okay, which team that you mentioned, Royals, Jayhawks, or Chiefs, is nearest and dearest? Oh, God, that's a heartbreaker, but <laughs> I mean, my Jayhawks, I'm, a, I'm an alum, you know, and I, I, I love Kansas. I, I have some of my greatest memories of all time come from, from the University of Kansas. It is a beautiful campus, uh, great traditions. Um, uh, you know, there's nothing better, I think, than – being up on Mount Oread, uh in the fall um, with the smoky smell of burning leaves in the background and a crisp autumn air. Woo, I'm getting excited thinking about it. <laughs> that was a good picture you just painted. Um, okay, yeah. are, are the Chiefs officially uh, better than the New England Patriots yet? Right now, I would say yes. Um, but look, you know, you're talking about Tom Brady, who is uh, probably, he is the current GOAT. Um, and uh, the the Patriots organization, I mean, who goes to as many Super Bowls as they've gone to? It's just insane. So, and the thing about Belichick, when his team gets injured, it doesn't matter. Like the the next person steps up and and delivers every time. Like they're just, they really are uh, a truly amazing franchise. So, I tip my hat to them for sure. But you know, like anything else, their time comes and goes. Everybody has their time on the stage, and I think. God willing, the Chiefs are about to get theirs. God willing, right? Okay, so I'm a big fan of this guy, so I wonder how you'd describe it. I want you to fill in the blank. Andy Reid is blank. Super Bowl bound. It's <laughs> a good answer. Um, hey, how did how did the whole NFL on Fox gig come together? T- tell the story of, you know, what what was that like? What calls did you get? How did it happen? Uh, it was the summer of 2012. I was, I had just hosted the ESPYs and, uh, it went very well. Uh, I had a great time and, uh, the producers at Fox called me shortly after and said they, Frank was not, Frank Caliendo was not coming back to the show and they were wanting to know if I was interested, uh, in the gig, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I said, I was, so I came in and met with everybody and we sat down and had a great conversation and, it felt right for them. It felt right for me. So we did it. And now I'm in starting season seven. Uh, hey, Rob, it's wonderful to catch up with you. I thank you so much for taking the time to do it. Uh, really fun. Appreciate it. Awesome. So good to talk to you, buddy. 